And now, here's your resource queen, Alex Litwack. Welcome. Back with me again today is Deb McClure-Smith. She has worked at The Good Earth, the best health food store in Indianapolis for over 40 years. She and I co-authored a book together back in 2009 called I Feel Good, 10 Easy Steps to Better Health. And I could plumb her mind from now until the cows come home and still not get all that information out that she has learned, gathered, studied, and I'm so appreciative of you being here. Welcome, Deb. Good to see you, Alex. And yep, we have a big topic today. <laughs> all right, my first question. Can somebody live life without taking supplements? No. That's, that's the real short answer. And the reason I say that so quickly and so definitely is that Unfortunately, in today's world, we cannot get all of our nutrition from our food. And the reason is, is because we're not growing our own food anymore. The soils are depleted of all their minerals. We are trying to hybridize and to make food grow how we want it to grow. We don't eat a variety of foods. So, and the stress levels and the chemicals and the pollutions, it's just impossible to get all your nutrition out of your food anymore. You can do a really good job of it, but you still have to supplement. I'll accept that premise and then ask you, what are the foundational supplements that one needs to take? Well, for me, um, a couple of pieces here. Number one, you always want to buy quality supplements. So you don't want to go to um, you know, the big box, cheap stores and buy your supplements. Because if you start reading those labels, a couple of key pieces to look at that will tell you if your supplement is good or not. If it says folic, F-O-L-I-C, acid, and not folate, then you are getting synthetic folic acid. And one of the really bad things about synthetic folic acid, and it's causing major issues for people, is folic acid, as I said, it's synthetic. So our bodies plug it into the folate receptors in our body, and it blocks the good folate which you get from green leafy vegetables, is one of the main sources, and from grains. But when you can't get that good folate, folate is responsible for the MTHFR, the methylation cycle, which oversees so much of how our body functions uh, and detoxifies. And then also for pregnant women, Folate is important for cell replication. And so if that baby is growing inside of you and you're getting folic acid and not folate, it's not going to have the proper growth cycle that it needs. And at the big box stores, many of those supplements are all made by one manufacturer and just private labeled. Yeah for that big box store. Right, and then the other thing too, um, one other key thing, all right, so you wanna look and see if it says folic acid, not good. Look at the other ingredients. If they have artificial dyes in there like red number two and blue lake number three, you don't want chemicals in there that are made from petroleum-based ingredients, so you don't want that. And then also, if you look at vitamin E, if it doesn't say D-alpha, it's D-L-alpha, L is lousy. 
Just remember that. You want D-alpha, not D-L-alpha. So that also is a synthetic, chemically-based vitamin E, which isn't good for you. What about the difference between vitamins that are whole food-based or have whole foods added? Well, I prefer to head towards the whole foods. Based. And the reason is, is because once again, they're in the form that our bodies can utilize and accept them. B complex, you really, really need to get a coenzyme form of B complex or a whole food form. Reason being, once again, going back to that folic acid. If you're getting a synthetic B complex, a lot of times it's folic acid, it's not doing anything good for you. B12, you want methyl cobalamine. You don't want cyanocobalamine. A lot of the cheap vitamins, they're cyanocobalamine. Obviously, you want people to read labels. Yes, you have to read labels. And so that was a long-winded answer to what you asked me about what I think are basic supplements. So a really good place to start, obviously, is your foundation. So your foundation is a good multivitamin and a good multimineral. They're not one and the same. When you get a multivitamin that says vitamins and minerals, just know that the minerals in that vitamin are only enough so that you can utilize and absorb the vitamins because in nature, vitamins and minerals are found together, so they work together in concert. It's not the excess, the extra amount of minerals that you need to maintain all the bodily functions that minerals perform. So you want a good multivitamin, good multi-mineral. Then from there, where I guide people, well, you want some good immune basics, and then you look at your family history. If heart problems run in your family history, you really want to make sure and get a good omega-3. If you tend to have blood sugar issues, you want to get good things that will help you keep that insulin balance good to utilize your sugars and keep your blood sugar levels at a good place. So when you look at your family history, you can more fine tune what's going on. And then as we get older, we have to add in uh, different supplements to, to help our bodies as we're helping them age gracefully. The thing about minerals is they are involved in every single operation that's happening in our body. Yes. Whether it be an enzyme yes. or a neurotransmitter or a digestive health, minerals are absolutely involved. Yeah, they are. Yeah, like magnesium, for instance, which most of the population is very low in, it's used in over 250 different things that our bodies do. Magnesium is an interesting one because when you go to a health food store, there is not just one magnesium. No. Magnesium has all these different permutations. How do you know which is the right one to get? Well, it is really interesting because um, when you look at minerals, most of them are in a chelated form. So chelation actually is a Latin word which means claw. And chelates are made from amino acids. They're a protein. So what happens, I mean, this is the thing that has kept me interested in my work for so many years. It's fascinating. The different proteins, the different chelates go to different um, binder spots and receptor sites in our bodies. So each chelate 
does something different. And you're right, magnesium has a lot of different forms. There's citrate, there's glycinate, there's oxide, there's taurinate, there's threonate, there's um, malate. I mean, look at how many forms I said just right there. And each of those is a different chelate, each one is better at doing a specific function in our body than another form. So my favorite way to approach magnesium is to get multiple chelates. One of my favorite brands that I love to recommend is the Magnesium Caps by Country Life because it is different forms of chelates. Nutrigold also uses a pea protein as their chelator. So they're getting multiple amino acids in their um, magnesium also. I will say one of the poorest absorbed forms of magnesium is magnesium oxide. When you take magnesium oxide, the main function it performs is a laxative because it goes into, which is good. People who are constipated, that can be a good thing. Magnesium oxide can be great. But the um, oxide goes into our intestinal tract. It attracts lots of fluid there and helps keep things moving through your body. The magnesium 3 and 8 that I mentioned, that is the only one that can cross our blood-brain barrier. So it can help with a lot of people who have um, anxiety or need the calming factor or more of the mental focus. Magnesium 3 and 8 is really good for people who have cognitive issues. Um, one other one that is the magnesium taurinate. Taurinate is very heart-specific. So I actually had one customer come in who was having um, heart palpitation problems. She got on a group online that was um, sharing information about what they'd found, and they found that the magnesium taurinate helped a lot with that AFib and the heart palpitations because it is the form of magnesium that is specific to heart health. But you get all the good benefits if you take a supplement that has numerous chelates. Correct. Yes. Yes, and, and if someone says, oh, come on, that's way too complicated. I don't want to do all that. The compounding pharmacists that I have talked to and um, that recommend a specific form of magnesium, it would either be the magnesium glycinate or the magnesium malate. So we know to read labels. We know buy them at a, at a place that's going to have knowledgeable people to help. We know that you need to take some of the very basics, like a multivitamin and a multimineral and an omega-3, et cetera, et cetera. Our bodies actually make some of these vitamins. They do make some of them, but not a lot. We make... Um, CoQ10 actually in our bodies, which is kind of interesting. CoQ10 is in every cell of the body. It helps to um, fuel and feed the mitochondria. It is very important for heart health, for energy, for, um, well, for everything since it's in every cell of the body. But I would say all the thousands of people that are on statin drugs, statins block the production of CoQ10 in our body. So that is why one of the major side effects of taking a statin drug is muscle uh, deterioration or muscle issues. That's because CoQ10 is very important for muscle function and um, muscle stamina in our bodies. If you're blocking the production of that CoQ10, you are starving your muscles. So if you are on a statin drug, 
you, even though our bodies can make CoQ10, it's being blocked by a pharmaceutical you're taking. You have got to take CoQ10. What else do we make? So we do make vitamin D3, and that is made by sun exposure. But there again, genetics comes into that. Some people can't make vitamin D properly. Some people can't convert it properly. Some people can't absorb it properly. There is a really easy blood test that you can get done by your doctor to see what your D levels are, done, uh, are at. And that is a really important blood test for everybody to get because D3 is involved, once again, in so many different issues in our body. Immune health, brain health, mood. Um, it helps with bone health. So vitamin D3, you get your blood level tested. Ideal is to be around 80 nanograms per deciliter of blood. Uh, I would say anywhere from 60 to 80 is good. A lot of people are down in the 20s. That is a huge red flag. And as I said, your doctor can test you. And if so a lot of times, if you get your blood level tested and you're very low in D3, your doctor will have you take high levels to get that blood level up, get it tested again in six months to see where you are, to see if you're absorbing it properly, if you're utilizing it, because otherwise you're just guessing. You don't know, and you want to, you want to know. And taking too much of any vitamin right. or mineral means you're likely to just you know, it'll, you'll pee it out. Yes. Yes, you will. Or you can cause imbalances. You don't want to isolate things a lot of times that can cause issues. So, um, like I would say, isolating the B vitamins, a lot of women will come in who want B biotin to help with their hair and their skin and their nails. Well, that's all fine, but biotin is part of the B complex. If you're only taking biotin and not the other Bs, you can cause imbalances because you're loading your body full of biotin, but you're not getting the other bees that work in concert with it. So you want to make sure not to isolate vitamins and take high amounts of them, as you said, yes. There's something to be said for certain nutrients, certain supplements working together. Yes. So what are some of the pairings out there that people may not actually know about? Well, I would say one of the main ones that um, I hear almost every day is women coming in wanting calcium for their bone health. So people come in and they say, my doctor said I need to take calcium. So I had a customer recently who had osteoporosis or osteopenia. She wasn't into osteoporosis yet. And her doctor said that she needed to take 1,000 milligrams of calcium a day and magnesium. So I said, well, did your doctor mention K2 and D3 with that? And she said, no, she just said calcium magnesium. That is a huge red flag. Reason I say that is, and this is kind of a recent um, understanding that we've come to. We didn't know this for a long time. I would say it's been maybe even the past 10 years that we realize how important D3 is for bone health, and even more recently than that, vitamin K2. So the reason all of those work together, and when women say they want just calcium magnesium for bone health, our bones are more than calcium and magnesium. That's only one piece of the puzzle. And if calcium was the major 
factor for good bone health in this country, believe me, no one would have osteoporosis. Yeah, the dairy industry is all over trying to get people oh. to drink more milk. Yes, and if you look at, they fortify everything with calcium. They have calcium in orange juice. So we get calcium everywhere. That is not the reason that osteoporosis and osteopenia is such a predominant factor in today's world. It's because we aren't putting the other pieces with it. You also need, um, as I said, you need magnesium. You need um, boron. You need manganese. You need phosphorus. Um, you need your D3 and K2. So that said, D3 and K2, taking just D3 for bone health, mistake. D3 is like the bus that shuttles the calcium to the bones. If you don't have the K2, it doesn't get into the bones. It can be deposited somewhere else in the body. That's why people get kidney stones, bone spurs, calcium buildup in their arteries and their veins because they're not taking the components that get it into the bone. And K2, so a lot of people say, well, I get plenty of K in my diet. I eat dark leafy greens. That's vitamin K1. K1 is the clotting factor. That's very important for your blood viscosity and how much you bleed or if your blood clots well. That's your K1. K2 is a totally different form of vitamin K. That is the one that is vital for getting the calcium into the bone. K2, you can only get from a couple of dietary for, um, forms or sources. One of those is natto. Nobody in America eats natto. Well, very few people. I shouldn't say nobody. But it's very intense. It's very pungent. And you can't buy it at your local grocery store. And the other place you can get K2 is from organ meats. How many people go out and eat organ meats nowadays? If you're following a Weston Price diet or a strict paleo diet, you might be getting some good organ meats. But other than that, it ain't happening. What are some of the other great pairs? A couple of other great pairs would be now with everybody focusing on immune health and everybody taking zinc. If you're not taking quercetin along with your zinc, that zinc isn't being absorbed properly in your body. It's called a zinc ionophore, if you want to get really technical and geeky about it. But a zinc ionophore is what helps our body get that zinc into the cell so it can be utilized properly, and quercetin is vital for that. And quercetin is? It actually is one of the bioflavonoids. Quercetin is also very good for a lot of other things. Um, for people who have seasonal allergies, quercetin, bromelain, and vitamin C are very good for seasonal allergies because it helps stomp down or keep down that histamine response that causes all the runny noses and watery eyes. So it is part of the bioflavonoid complex. You can find it in onions and apples or food sources of quercetin, but quercetin you need in a higher amount, um, 250 to 500 milligrams of basic quercetin um, to get the zinc into the cells or if you're taking a liposomal 
form of quercetin, you can take a lower amount and it will stay in the body longer. So zinc and quercetin are very important. And then one of the other really important pairings, um, I get so many people come in the store that want to help their liver and detoxify. So they go up and get milk thistle. Well, that's all well and good because milk thistle is very good for the liver and it helps with um, strengthening and um, uh, sustaining good liver health. But if you aren't taking a binder, you're stimulating the phase one form of detoxification, which is getting the toxins out of your cell. But that phase two, which is getting the toxins out of your body, it's not happening. You have to take a binder along with that milk thistle to get those toxins out of your body and then you can detoxify properly. So what would a, bond, a, what would a binder be? Well, binders, there's some key different um, binders which are really good. Doctor, uh, She's actually not a doctor. Wendy Myers online is tremendous if you want to look at someone who has great blogs and information on detoxification. She talks about binders all the time. She's really big into getting heavy metals out of our bodies. And a lot of people think, well, I don't have heavy metals in my body. What are you talking about? You don't realize that every time you're breathing in car exhaust fumes, when you are pumping gas in your car and you smell those fumes from the gasoline, you're breathing in heavy metals all the time. If you're around secondhand cigarette smoke, which doesn't happen as often anymore, but still it's out there, you're getting heavy metals in your body. So Wendy Myers, tremendous on getting heavy metals out of your body. You can do a hair mineral analysis to see what the heavy metals are that you are carrying. Mercury of course is another one and lead that everybody knows about. So <clears throat> that said, binders, modified citrus pectin, tremendous binder because it can get into the bloodstream whereas most binders stay in the intestinal tract. Since modified citrus pectin can get into the bloodstream, it's getting all the toxins out that are circulating throughout your body. Uh, modified citrus pectin is also very good for people who are under... Um, you can do research on it for people who are getting chemo. Some nutritional doctors will recommend modified citrus pectin to help with getting some of the toxins out of your system while you're undergoing chemo. You always want to talk to your doctor about it um, before you do that, but it can be used in conjunction that way. So modified citrus pectin, silica. Uh, which has a lot of health benefits other than um, being a binder, but it is very good. Um, they've looked at it for getting aluminum out of your body. Aluminum, people who use antiperspirants, you don't realize you're getting aluminum in your body because aluminum chlorhydrate is in antiperspirants. And also using alum aluminum foil or um, your cookware isn't good and has aluminum in it. You have aluminum in your body and you want to get that out. So silica, you want to get a stable form of silica that is bonded to choline and that helps um, with detoxification. So um, charcoal. Charcoal is also a very good binder. Uh, charcoal will pull onto all toxins and get out of your body, but the downside to charcoal, it doesn't discriminate. It pulls out good and bad. So with charcoal, you do not do that on an ongoing 
basis. You do that just for a limited time, um, usually a couple of weeks on, and then take a break. And also with charcoal, you want to take it alone. You don't want to take it with other supplements because it will pull out the good that you're taking. So charcoal can be a very good one. Um, chlorella is also a good one. Um, it binds to mercury and lead, um, but you want to make sure and get one that has a broken cell wall and one that is organic. But chlorella can be a binder, bentonite clay, very good for getting out metal, environmental toxins, mold and bacteria. Uh, it has an electric charge that is opposite to toxins or the heavy metals, so it will attract those heavy metals and get them out of your body. Zeolite, which you know a lot about zeolite, and zeolite is a very good um, de uh, binder. It's from volcanic ash. It has like a honeycomb configuration, which will trap toxins and metals and take it out of your body, and it doesn't attack uh, attach onto the vitamins and the minerals, but you want to make sure that you get a good quality zeolite that has the amount in it that it says it has in there and also has been tested for metals and aluminum. So those are some of the really good binders that you can take along with that milk thistle to make it function and do what you want it to do. Thank God you have done all this research, Deb. There's so much to know. There is. There really is. And, you know, you can get into trouble. I've gotten into trouble by doing things stupidly and not researching what I'm doing and thinking more is better. By taking things for too long of a period of time or out of balance and not researching what I was doing. So really, it's not... Once again, it goes back to the premise of you have to look at multiple sources of information, not get on Dr. Google and do your own research, <laughs> and look at reputable sources, and there are some great ones out there. All right, Deb McClure-Smith, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for this wealth of knowledge. It's, it's just wonderful for you to share it with all of us. Well, thank you for letting me geek out for a while because I love to do it. There are so many CBD stores from which to choose. CBD Jubilee sets itself apart from all the others with an excellent array of top-end hemp products and a knowledgeable staff that will work with you to get you feeling your best. Choose to take care of your body and mind in a foundational way by supplementing with CBD. Find out more great information about CBD at CBDJubilee.com. Today's show has been sponsored by CBD Jubilee, bringing you health and happiness every day. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah.